You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, I was responding to some listener mail and realized it's been a very long time since I have done a podcast about some of the questions and comments that people send to me via email. And so today, I'm catching up on some listener mail for you. Here we go. Craig wrote in, Susie and I recently completed the Gap, CNO, and Erie Canal from Buffalo to Albany, New York. If you haven't already done these, add them to your bucket list. Well, Craig, yes, I have done both the Gap and CNO Towpath, and I agree. I would highly recommend riding both. I have not been on the Erie Canal Trail yet, but I have a few friends who pedaled the Empire State Trail, which the Erie Canal Trail is part of, and they gave it a huge thumbs up. If you'll check out episode 87, which was Exploring the Great Allegheny Passage, it's my recap of riding the Gap in CNO Towpath. It was crazy. We had planned a seven-day bike tour starting in Pittsburgh and ending in Washington, D.C., Well, Hurricane Ida had other plans for us. Rain and flooding of the trails along with downed trees forced us to pivot, which ended up fine because we got to explore some other trails in the area. So anyway, feel free to check out episode 87. I think you'll enjoy it and you'll find out just how much fun I had. Next up, Sarah asked, do you have any other events left on your calendar? Well, Sarah wrote this in a a few months ago, so of course I've done bike rides since she wrote in, but I've also done recaps um, about the Katy Trail and other trails. So so take a listen to those. But yes, as of right now, coming up in a couple weeks, I'll be doing my last organized ride, which is the Ride to End Alzheimer's down in Texas. I'm registered for the 60-mile route, and I'm pretty pumped to get down there for the ride and also to see my family. My brother and his family live in Austin, so I'll be going a few days early to hang out with them. And you may recall, when I rode my bike across the United States earlier this spring, we were doing it to raise money for the Alzheimer's research. My father had dementia when he passed away, and this is an awful disease that affects so many people and of course their loved ones as well. So I'm once again raising money for this event and would love your support. If you can donate, go to Ride to End ALZ page, look for me, Kathy Murphy, or it might be under Morphology. I'll also put a link in the show notes. I guess one other event I'm doing still this year, it's a local ride, but it's called Cranksgiving. It's a one-day bike ride and a food drive happening here in my city, but many cities have a Cranksgiving, so maybe Google Cranksgiving and see if your community has one. 
Uh, it's typically presented by a local bike shop. We get this list of items and we don't get the list till like an hour before the ride starts. And they are to specific businesses to buy specific items. And they're located all over the city. It's so much fun. Like we have to strategize on where we're going to go, when we're going to go, how we're going to, you know, either get the best bike ride or the most stops along the way. It's pretty fun to strategize with friends. And then once we complete the list, then we take our items to the local food pantry. So that's Cranksgiving. And that actually will complete my scheduled rides for this year. But of course, 2023, I'm already loading up the calendar. Next question comes from Stephanie. And she says, do you have any suggestions for a three to four day bike tour, preferably a loop, but doesn't need to be, in Iowa? Well, yes, as a resident of Iowa, I have explored all kinds of different bike trails and routes. And then, of course, with Ragbri, I feel like I've been to all different corners of the state. But my go-to, especially if you're doing a multi-day tour, would be to launch from the Des Moines area. The trail system is spectacular. You can go north, south, east, or west. Um, One resource or a place that I would send you to would be to go to the website called bacoonride.com, and that's spelled B-A-C-C-O-N-R-I-D-E.com. The Bacoon Ride is an event that happens every year. I think it's in June. They do it as a one-day ride, but it is a great resource if you want to try and do a multi-day event out of it. Bacoon Rides, I think it's around 75 miles. It's pretty fun. You go through a lot of small communities, but I can easily think of ways that you could turn that into a multi-day event. Uh, Then, of course, if you launch from my hometown, which is Cedar Rapids, um, we use the Cedar Valley Nature Trail a ton. Um, We go north up to LaPorte City or to Waterloo, lots of places to camp along the way. And the Cedar Valley Nature Trail is just a really good resource. It's a limestone trail. It's uh, you got to look it up, Cedar Valley Nature Trail. And then going south, we oftentimes will go south on the Cedar Valley Nature Trail, which then spurs off onto other trails uh, through Iowa City, through Solon, through Ely. There's all kinds of places. And of course, there's great camping along that area too. So those are a few of my suggestions to check out. All right, Sam emailed me with this message. I listened to your Katie trail recap and wondered how you were able to pack warm sleeping gear. All my cold weather stuff is so bulky. Big Agnes ultra lightweight sleeping bags are my go-to for bikepacking. And for the Katie trail, I took my Big Agnes Flume UL30 sleeping bag, which means it's meant for 30 degrees or warmer. And it was perfect. It doesn't weigh much and it squishes down super small. And of course, it provides a lot of warmth too. Um, I'm not sponsored by Big Agnes, but I'm a huge fan. And I also took a Big Agnes wool sleeping bag liner. One night, the temps got pretty low, so I did use it with my bag. This liner isn't the lightest out there, but it packs really small and provides a great layer of warmth. I also had layers like tights, pants, wool socks, stocking hat, neck warmer, gloves. Adding an extra layer here and there can make a big difference when it comes to sleeping at night. 
I wanted to take my bike packing bike for this trip, which is my Kona Sutra LTD. So I did add a back rack to this bike so I could carry extra warm gear. I would have had more room if I would have just used my Gunner touring bike, but I'm still deeply attached to the Kona, and so the touring bike had to stay at home. One tip to add, if you're on a bike trip where you'll be camping and have someone carrying your gear, my warmest sleeping bag is one I bought from a military surplus store. It's really warm and fairly lightweight, but it is really bulky, so I've only taken it on a couple bike packing trips, but man, if you have a vehicle where you can stash all your stuff, I highly recommend checking out your local military surplus store. And this is kind of a related question, comes from Shannon who asked, when you're bike packing and have multiple bags, how the heck do you keep track of what is where? I love this question. I used to just throw stuff in random bags and I will say 100% of the time, when looking for something, it would always be the last bag that I opened. So frustrating and pretty much a waste of time. Now I have a system down for each bike and each trip that I go on. Each storage space is kind of like a room in my house. For example, if I'm taking four panniers, one is for kitchen things like food, beverages, cooking equipment, One bag is for sleep gear, which includes my sleeping bag, a sheet, liners, a pillow, but also includes the clothing and layers that I only wear to bed. Another pannier is for clothing, and the last pannier is for electronics, tools, things like that. It's kind of like the junk drawer. My tent and chair usually get strapped to the outside of the bike, and one tip I have heard but have not used is to tape a note to the inside of each pannier or bag that you have on your bike that lists out what is in that bag. Of course, the tricky part of this is to actually put things back where they belong rather than just shove them in wherever. Another tip that I do use is I have a bag where my dirty clothes go into and it stays at the bottom of my clothing pannier. If I get the opportunity to wash clothes, it makes it easy to grab and go. It takes a bit of discipline, but I try really hard to make sure dirty clothes get into that bag. Otherwise, it doesn't take long for everything to smell about the same and when I pull out items I have to wonder is this clean have I worn it is it dirty you know how it goes all right here's a few rapid fire questions people have asked me that you may have also wondered first question you always ask interviewees where you live and what the biking is like so where do you live and what's the biking like well I live in central Iowa and the bike culture is really good here Maybe it's because Ragbri happens in Iowa, but also because Ragbri happens in Iowa, there are a bunch of Ragbri teams that call Cedar Rapids home, and we all get along and play well together. Almost any weekend, you can find some sort of group ride happening here in my community, and most of the teams have a party ride at some point every summer, which is always a fun gathering. I also run a large bike club that meets weekly, year-round, and welcome any and all abilities of riders. It's more of a social ride each week, and it gives people a chance to meet others in the community and also a safe place to learn how to group ride. Next question, 
how has your ride style evolved? Well, I'm not quite sure what this person is asking, so I'll take it as how have I changed as a cyclist? The easy answer is my tires keep getting bigger and bigger. I don't think I'd feel comfortable taking my road bike out on the streets anymore. The tires are so skinny. Biking on mixed terrain at my own pace is way more fun for me than riding the lightest and fastest bike. So I spend plenty of time on my touring bike, my gravel bike, and my fat bike. They're like the most fun bikes for me to ride. Another question that just was drink of choice, question mark. Hmm, during the day, I have to admit I'm addicted to Diet Mountain Dew, specifically Fountain Diet Mountain Dew. It is what it is. It's my addiction. And if I'm out for a drink, like alcoholic drink, my drink of choice depends on my mood and location. A really cold light beer can sound really good, but so can a vodka cranberry. I'm also a big fan of margaritas on special occasions. And sorry to say, but craft beer would probably be my last choice. All right, the last question for today comes from Lacey. She says, would you ever join total strangers and fans of your podcast on a bike tour? Oh man, this is such a fun question. The short answer is yes, of course, assuming you are fun, you like group riding, and you're not some sort of serial killer. Last year, I took a group ride of about 30 cyclists up to the Elroy Sparta Trail in Wisconsin, and I knew most of the riders and anyone I didn't know are now considered friends for sure. I have a podcast episode where I recap the Elroy Sparta Trail that you can check out. And if you have a tour in mind that you think I should be part of, please give me a shout so I can investigate it and maybe add it to my 2023 ride calendar. Right now, I'm in the early planning stages of a bike adventure riding the Mickelson Trail, which is in South Dakota, and I want to bring along 10 or so bike-minded people. It would be three days of riding and two days of travel uh, coming from Iowa. Lodging would be in cabins and Airbnb type places, and I'm looking at a week early in August or maybe a week mid-September. So if by chance you're interested, shoot me an email at morphologypodcast at gmail.com and I'll put you on the list uh, for when I come up with the specifics on this event. I will call that a wrap for this week and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Well, that's it for this week. A few great deals to send your way. Use code MURPHOLOGY at hammerhead.io to get a free heart rate monitor with your crew too. And a shout out to Lily Trotter's compression socks. Use code MURPHOLOGY to get 20% off your purchase of the best compression socks. Also use code PRIMALMURF for 20% off your Primal Wear cycling gear at primalwear.com. Of course, email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology and visit my Facebook, Instagram, and website for daily entertainment. I have more great episodes in the pipeline, so I hope you continue to be a Morphology Podcast listener.